Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Freedom Forum Radio is for you, faithful listeners, no matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, individual freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. You're listening to part three of this interview on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum with Jeff Lewis. We've identified two major threats already. The, the illegal immigrant, the illegal alien uh, invasion of our country, uh, education, the miseducation, the purposeful, I would say the purposeful miseducation of our youth. What other, what other would you count among uh, the major threats to our republic, Jeff? A lack of faith and courage and a lack of understanding of allegiance and protection. Okay. Well, we, uh, those are fundamental concepts that people need to understand. Uh, I used to say my parents didn't uh, beat me in the head with the Bible or the flag, but they introduced us, me and my siblings, to both and taught us the importance of protecting both the United States, God and country. And the biggest thing we're up against is not the facts. We, we, our, our legal and, and constitutional research team is second to none at the Patriot Coalition. I put them up against the best lawyers money can buy, the best, best constitutional scholars money can buy. Um, and, and we've done so. And uh, we've not lost an argument. Uh, but that's based on fact. But what they've done with the dumbing down of America, what we're losing but every grassroots uh, citizen, an organization, the battle that we're losing is the psyops, the psychological warfare battle. How they get us to ask the wrong questions and, and have to have discussions about things that are irrelevant to identifying the problem or developing a solution to the problems. There was a gentleman, and I still I still haven't ran across this again, so I can give credit where the, the proper credit's due. 
interested in, uh, in the early 70s, a gentleman was doing research on what happened to the German people. How did they get suckered into the National Socialist Party, to end it, into the Nazi Party, into Hitler? And most like, I know you're very familiar with what Pastor Niemöller said, that when they came after the trade unionists, I didn't say anything because I wasn't in the union. When they came after the, uh, the Jews, I didn't say anything because I wasn't a Jew. And then when they came after me, um, there was nobody, nobody left to defend me. Uh, and, and that's what Pastor Niemöller said in the plain reflection of what happened. And this other gentleman said, uh, in respect to how the German people, which had a constitutional democracy, they were intelligent, articulate, they were good in the, in the math and the sciences. Uh, uh, I mean, they, you would have thought that they were, they were too smart, too, too cultured to get suckered like this. And the, the German that had uh, lived through that and looking back said, if you can get people asking the wrong questions, the answers won't matter. And that that's what they did to the German people. And, uh, a prime example of that, and I saw this on uh, the WITN, the NBC affiliate here in eastern North Carolina, on their website shortly after Sandy Hook, when President Obama uh, the Obama administration leaked that he had somewhere between 15 and 18 executive orders or directives that he was considering uh, to deal with what happened in Sandy Hook. And the question, the poll question on WITN was, should the president act alone or wait for Congress? And the answer is neither. Our, uh, the Second Amendment says the, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So neither the president nor Congress has any constitutional authority to pass any gun laws whatsoever. Well, you're they absolutely... sucker us into two wrong debates, two wrong questions. So we avoid the true, the true issue we should be discussing is why is the federal government and the president uh, involved in this at all? They have no business in it. Well, unfortunately, uh, we have a federal government that has been ignoring and circumventing the Constitution now for well over 100 years. And they've been doing it very adeptly, uh, and they've been using uh, the Supreme Court erroneously to, to cast their blessing upon uh, elite, com what, what are completely unconstitutional and illegal actions by the federal government. And that's really, if you look at it just from a bird's eye view, that is what has happened to this country. We had a constitution, and we have a constitution that is essentially as nearly perfect a document as can be cra crafted by human beings. And Absolutely. you and I both know that there probably was divine guidance involved in the crafting of that document, and the, the founding fathers would be the first to admit that. So I we, have no doubt about that. So the, our document, our Constitution, is as nearly perfect as a document could be, and it did really, it was constructed to keep us free and safe as a people, right. as sovereign individuals for eternity. So what do these people do is they circumvent the Constitution. 
and they get the Supreme Court, who has absolutely no authority to judge constitutionality. They get the Supreme Court to say, oh, yes, we do have the right to judge constitutionality, and what you're doing is constitutional, where we know it's really the sovereign states and the people of the sovereign states that have ultimate authority to judge constitutionality. And we haven't been doing our job. Right. Now, they, they, do, they do have the authority as it relates to uh, federal questions uh, of the other branches of the federal government. Exactly. But not as it relates to the states or the people at all. Exactly. Uh, that, that would be, uh, that would be uh, given the child the authority to decide whether or not he had violated his curfew. Exactly. Uh, it's because the, the parents. Because the federal government is the creation of the states and not a party to the agreement to form the creation. Uh, and, and that's really the key. Uh, if, you read, if you read the minutes of the ratifying conventions of the individual states, there is absolutely no question that no state was interested in having a monarch in Washington, D.C. They retained all authority except for those enumerated powers. They say, here you go, here, you can do these 18 things, we're, we're agreement and all that. The rest of this stuff, keep your hands off. That's what was said in 1787. And unfortunately, that's not what's going on today. Right. You, you mentioned um, the uh, ratification conventions. Um, I'm sure you're, you're very familiar with Elliott's debates. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about it. Right. Well, in our, our um, we're going to talk about Article 5 at some point. So in our, uh, on page 2 of our Article 5 resource document, I'll, I'll give a link to eventually here, um, we have a direct link to Elliott's debates and to the Federalist Papers. So let's you know, go ahead days, and, yeah. Let's that, go ahead and uh, talk about it. Okay. Uh, well, the, if, if your listeners will go to patriotcoalition.com forward slash D-O-C-S, short for documents. So patriotcoalition.com forward slash docs forward slash article dash V for five dash resource dot PDF. They can download or view in their browser our Article 5 resource sheet um, sheets that probably, as I, I told you, I did a debate in Yorktown this past weekend um, against the Convention of States uh, staff counsel, Mr. Robert Kelly. And uh, one of the, <laughs> there was some very interesting things that came out of that debate. We've, we've had uh, formal public debates um, in Kansas, North Carolina, Alaska, um, and Virginia now. And, oh, in South Dakota. And three out of five of those were actually against Convention of States, either state or national leadership. And this this push for an Article 5 convention is not a grassroots effort. They're trying to turn it into one and give it the appearance of one, but it is absolutely not a grassroots effort. Uh, the, the Convention of States and Compact for America... Uh, Citizens Initiatives, which is based out of North Carolina, uh, Friends of the Article 5 Convention, and, and uh, 
a whole host of other organizations that are funded, the, the parent funding are coming from the Koch brothers and George Soros um, and other uh, elitist multi, multi-billionaires, if you will, that want to get their hands on the Constitution. And they're selling it that we've got this rogue, out-of-control federal government and we need the state, the state governments to step in and use Article 5 to, to change the Constitution uh, to get this federal monster back in the box. And you know, people are desperate. They have a short attention span. I, I call it a microwave mentality. They want a quick fix. Well, we, we didn't get in this problem overnight, and we will not get out of it overnight. And we sure won't get out of it by lying to ourselves about what the real problem is. And the real problem you'll find in the mirror, it's we the people. We're the problem. What you mentioned about the Supreme Court and and Congress and the president, if, if the courts, if, if, if we would elect, as, as Governor Vance said, Governor Vance, North Carolina's favorite son, uh, he said, when you find you have scoundrels and scallywags in office, you need to turn them out. And you need to keep turning them out until you send honorable men to Washington. If we would send, do a better job of vetting candidates and then holding them accountable to that oath, then the court, we wouldn't have to worry about the courts getting out of control because Congress has impeachment authority. They can kick any federal judge off the bench they want to. Now, they haven't done it. Uh, but maybe I think about 14, 15 times in American history. But they have the authority to impeach a federal judge and throw them out, uh, out the same way we do to throw out uh, via the election process our congressmen, our senators, the president, governor, etc. We're taking a quick commercial break here on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. More with Jeff Lewis right after this. I think you know you, you're mentioning a really good point, and people people don't understand that federal judges and even Supreme Court judges can be thrown off the bench because they are they don't have lifetime impo- appointments; they serve during good behavior, and that does, right. and that does give Congress the ability to impeach. You know, well, why they don't just have the ability, Doc. They yeah. have the responsibility. You're right. They have a duty to. You said a better word. You're absolutely right. Chief Justice Marshall, in uh, 1821 in Cohensville, Virginia, uh, and he said for them to take jurisdiction that the Constitution didn't authorize or to fail to exercise a duty that the Constitution required to do either one was treason to the Constitution. Well, every public servant, not just the president and your senator, congressman, or these, these federal judges, but Article 6, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution requires all those state executives as well, the, the governor, the, the legislature, uh, right on down to uh, the county commissioners and city council. They all have to take an oath to support and defend the Constitution. And if they're not doing it, it's an individual responsibility, not a group responsibility. And part of this social progressive garbage is, is that collectivism, that group guilt is no guilt, 
and group responsibility is no responsibility. And these people that are promoting an Article 5 convention on behalf of multinational corporations and billionaires are trying to convince us to, to fit the legislature in Raleigh with, with ruffled shirts and powdered wigs that we can somehow trust them at an Article 5 convention to amend the Constitution they currently themselves will not uphold. Well, that's one of the that's one of the fallacies of of this whole uh, convention of states approach. What they're saying is they're saying that the federal government is broken. Well, I agree, the federal government is broken. But what is not broken is our constitution. The constitution is not broken, as you and I have already discussed. And so, you don't fix things that are not broken. That's why you don't need to amend the constitution, which is which is not broken, you need to make sure that we adhere to the Constitution the way it was written, the way it was meant, not the way it's been changed and uh, bastardized by people who have evil intentions with our freedom. Well, speaking of, of, of evil intentions, and the, the people in their convention of states are, are packaged as a conservative constitutional group of people. And it's headed up by uh, Michael Ferris, who heads up the Homeschoolers Legal Defense Association. He's the founder and chancellor of Patrick Henry College in Virginia. It's got uh, the credentials that suggest that you could trust what this man says. But let me tell you, uh, you you're familiar with the Patriot Act. Absolutely. Um, has that got anything to do with patriotism? Not at all. Not at all. And the National Defense Authorization Act, especially the 2012 one. Absolutely. It's, uh, a, it's an that act that violates over 14, and no fewer than, and some of them multiple instances, but no fewer than 14 provisions of the U.S. Constitution, including over half the Bill of Rights. And, North, as you know, North Carolina has a veto-proof supermajority of conservative, whatever that means, Republicans, in, in both chambers, in the House and the Senate, they've got a majority in on the Supreme North Carolina Supreme Court. They've got the governor's mansion. They've got the lieutenant governor's mansion. But the only major uh, slot that the Republicans don't have right now is the attorney general in North Carolina. And this group of alleged conservatives wouldn't even adopt a resolution that Representative Glenn Bradley uh, introduced on our behalf uh, in the previous session, uh, calling out these unconstitutional authorities that declared uh, the entire world a battlefield, including the homelands, as Senator Lindsey Graham liked to put it. Uh, we developed model legislation, model resolutions initially, just to educate. It was about 14, 15 pages long that, that talked about what they were doing by authorizing the application of the laws of war on U.S. soil against U.S. citizens by the U.S. government. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Chief. Oh, me the wind. Oh, 
Choctaw. Only original sin. Only railroad steel. Muddy waters. And people, I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything. Everything gonna be all right this morning. <laughs> 